Here it goes. Okay, good morning everyone. As always, our learning this morning in the Emuna Shir is dedicated to Ilu Nishma Shendel Gitol Bas Chaim Shaul. Neshama should have an Aliyah. We are on page Nun in the Siva Shalom Yisodi HaTorah. And it's page 5 in the handout at the letter Bez. We continue our conversation of Emuna. I'm not sure how many new ideas we introduce each week. But it's a support group. Just uh, we keep we keep speaking about it. I, I was a few minutes late because I just uh, published online my article for this week, and uh, I invoke another teaching of the Slonim Rebbe. We saw it together, which is the Ha'amanti Kia Daber. That why do I have a normally Ha'amanti Kia Daber Anyanisim Maod is translated Ha'amanti. I have faith in you, Hashem. Kia Daber Anyanisim Maod. When I speak, I mention my suffering, my travails. But the Slonim Rebbe translates it no Ha'amanti Kia Daber. Why do I have Amuna? Because I keep speaking about you, God. I talk about you wherever I go and to whoever will listen. I invoke your name in every conversation. And, uh, and therefore, I have Amuna. I promote and I live with Amuna. And uh, my article is about, um, I was at an event yesterday, and it, sometimes from the least expected places, you hear, not necessarily a religious personality, and not a Jewish personality, who speaks more freely and openly about God than uh, we do, observant Torah Jews, we hide, we're ashamed, we're apologetic, we're defensive, we don't talk about God, we don't talk about our religion, we don't do whatever, and, and we can learn from others who are not shy, and our responsibility and obligation in making a Kiddush Hashem, in a fulfillment of Kedoshim to you, to be a Mamlachas Kohanim and a Goy Kadosh, to be a nation of priests, means, you know, the priest doesn't hide, the whole priest or rabbi or clergy is responsible for talking about God. If the clergy member is afraid to talk about God, then who's going to talk about God? So we are the clergy of the world, whether we like it or not. But if we're born into the Jewish people, we're born with a responsibility, a mission, and a mandate to be the Mamlechus Kohen, and we are a nation of clergy members. You still can't get the preferred parking at the hospital, but you're, um, you could try it. I don't know if it'll work. You could try it. But um, I can. But I don't know if you can. But I told you Chavit, she can at the hospital. It's not like a feminist thing. But, you know, she's Rebetzin. Rebetzin's a member of the clergy. Um, but we are a nation of clergy members that we have a responsibility to the world. So Ha'amanti Kiadaber, we have to talk about it. So hopefully from Wednesday to Wednesday we also talk about it. But we get together for our Emuna support group to talk about it more and more and more. Because if... If Kiadaber, if we talk about it more and more, then Ha'amanti, the result will be we live with a greater sense of Amuna. Okay, we're at Oz Beis. Kishem Shemuna Makifas Adam Bechom Matzavav, Hagufniim Anafshiim Aruchniim. Amuna surrounds us in all our circumstances. Amuna, again, is not just something on my list, it's not something I have to get done. Amuna is not an act, Amuna is not a behavior. Amuna is a way of life, Amuna is a way of being. It's true, gufniim, it affects my, my body, it affects my nefesh, it affects my spirit. It's like a light that surrounds, that, a light that envelops every circumstance and my entire being. Above and below and within everything. So is what it means to trust in God to have faith in God, to see Hashem's presence, to see His guiding hand in everything that we do. We say in Shmos, after the Chet Egel, when God teaches Moshe, when God teaches Moshe, the 13 
descriptions of his compassion, Ani, as we say Hashem, Hashem, we say God's name twice. Why do we say it twice? It's redundant. Why do we say Hashem, Hashem? Just say once, Hashem, Kerachem, Vachanun. Why Hashem, Hashem, Kerachem, Vachanun? So the answer the Gemara says, Ani Hashem Kodem Shiyechta Adam, Ani Hashem Achar Shiyechta. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. God says, I'm God before you make a mistake. I'm God after you make a mistake. Emunas Hashem Kodem Achet Vachar Achet. That faith in God is not just when we're perfect, when we're on a high, when everything's going well. Muna and Hashem is not just when you're walking out of Ni'ila. When you walk out of Ni'ila, you wish you could feel that the whole year. These walls shake during Ni'ila with the singing at the top of our lungs and the screaming, Hashem, Hashem, Kerachem, Vachanon. The level of certainty, the level of certitude, the level of confidence we have there's a Rebono Shalom and He loves me and I love Him and this is going to be my year I'm never going to speak Lashonara again I'm never going to not make a bracha with Kavana again I love you Hashem and you love me Hashem Shema Yisrael Yushalayim who needs the cookie and the orange juice who needs to break a fast who needs to ever eat again I love you Hashem we're on the top of the world so you'll say where is Amun Abitachon oh it's after Neila Kodamachet no, Hashem, Hashem. God says, you know what? I'm not just there for you. We don't just have that intimate connection. We don't just have that love affair. We don't just have it before the chait, but also after the chait. Even after, you know what? Ne'ilah's worn off. Ne'ilah's worn off. There's a beautiful Dvar Torah I'm going to tell you from next Sukkot. I love this Dvar Torah. It says the Pasuk, you take the Dalad Minim, Luluv and Asur Gwen, Lukachtem Lachem Wen, Bayom Harishon. Ask the Chazal, what do you mean Bayom Harishon? When is Sukkot? The first of Tishrei? No. Sukkot is the 15th of Tishrei. What do you mean? Lukachtem Bayom Harishon. Take the four species on the first. First of what? It's not the first, it's the 15th. Answers, answer Chazal. Yom Rishon Lecheshbon Avonos. This is the first day of sinning. First day of sinning. So the Shema Tov, this wonderful Sefer of Bernard Weinberger from the Young Israel of somewhere in Brooklyn, author of Shema Tov. He asks, What do you mean Yom Rishon Lecheshbon Avonos? Yom Kippur is the 10th of Tishrei. Sukkot is not until the 15th. 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th. We have plenty of days to sin. He came off in the Elah. Sukkot is not your first day to lose it after Ne'ilah. You have Motzi Yom Kippur, right? Which is, they say, why do you begin Marav on Motzi Yom Kippur? God should forgive sins. You're already clapping Slach Lanu. Why? What chait did you do? So, those who live in Israel will say, because you sang Lashana Bab Yushalayim, but you didn't mean it. <laughs> That's what they say. That's why you're clapping Slach Lanu Avinu Kichatanu. But the more simple pshat is, you know why? Because when you Kippur, you're over, you're like, oh, finally. Done. Slichas and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And now we get to the fun stuff. So for that, you say, Slachman. But you could have sinned the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, the 14th. So the Atov gives a great answer. Says the Shem Atov, no, from Yom Kippur, you got to go buy the Dalad Minim. So excited. It's new. It's fresh. You're still on your high. You got to build the sukkah. You have to decorate the sukkah. You're cooking the cabbage and meatballs you're going to eat in the cold up north sukkah. You, you cook, you're, you're so excited. Then Sukkot comes, and the day to fulfill all the mitzvahs that you've been so excited to get ready for comes. Now you're tired, now you're burnt out. By then already, Rishon Lacheshbon Avonos. So Chazal say, Hashem Hashem Kerachem I'm not only God, I, not only when you're on a high, 
Not only when everything's good, not only when you're well behaved, but also Acha Shriyakta. Kodumachit Bashar Shapaka Zalov Yitzra Ubar Kaish, Bakom Mine Pituyim, Adakli Natal Ide Amuna Khazaku Tahora, Kimak Mahi Amlachama Gajborka Omina Love Rob Masov. Before the sin, when you're shaking from your Yitzhahara, when you have fire burning inside you, you're trying to figure out how to be spared, how to be saved through Amuna through a strong amuna to realize, no, that's beneath me to behave that way. I'm capable of having the discipline and the dignity and the self-control to stand before Hashem. I don't want to disappoint my father. I would never want to fail my mother. I don't want to do that to Hashem Yisbarach either. How can I do it to God? Sometimes what keeps a child on a path is not because of their conviction, their belief. They so love their parent. One of the most painful things in the world is to feel you failed a parent. One of the greatest sources of joy in the world is to give nachas to a parent. It's true even when you're a senior citizen like me. <laughs> you know, when a, parent gives you a, when, a parent, when a parent gives you a compliment, your parent gives you positive feedback, there's a certain kishmak. It's, a, it's an amazingly positive feeling. You know? That's, that's, it's true from, Rabbi Arya Kaplan writes, that the way that we can lehisanegal Hashem, the way we get pleasure from Hashem is that Hashem created a psychological structure within us, that human beings have a psychological makeup, that we get incredible, perhaps the highest pleasure, from positive feedback from those we admire. So, in fact, studies all confirm this. When they asked employees what they would prefer, a financial bonus at the end of the year, or a compliment from their boss, Compliment from the boss ranks higher than financial bonus. I'm not talking about a game-changing bonus that you can buy a new house or a yacht. You know, any money is game-changing for many, but employees literally rank that positive feedback, knowing they've done a good job in the eyes of someone they admire, they report to, an authority above them, that is a greater source of pleasure than financial reward. Children describe the same thing from parents. More than a gift, more than money, although children are happy to take those too, but is, is a positive word, positive feedback, positive comment, is affection from someone they admire, someone they report to, someone they view as an authority. And if that's the way that God created our psychological makeup, if that's true for our boss, it's true for our parent, it's all the more so true for him. The joy, the satisfaction that one can get by knowing, I just gave Hashem nachas ruach. I just gave Hashem nachas. Whether I daven with kavana, I gave staka, I did a chesed, I picked up garbage, everyone was walking by. I, whatever the case may be, I made a kiddush Hashem. I just gave Hashem nachas. Oh, that feels great. That's an unbelievable fulfillment. That's an unbelievable feeling. So the Slaughter Rebbe explains that when you feel tempted for an Avera, to look at that, to say that, to listen to that, to eat that, to do that, and you feel the temptation burning inside you, think about your father. Think about your father. Not your biological father. Think about our father, God. Say, you know what? This would, this would devastate him. He's so disappointing. It would so hurt him. Whatever pleasure that I would derive, think about the pain it would cause him, and think about how the pleasure of overcoming my instinct, my Yetzirah in this moment, the pleasure of giving him nachas, far surpasses whatever pleasure of the Yitzhahara was trying to get me to do right now. So it's a strategy, it's a methodology to, uh, to try to overcome the Yitzhahara. That's the Kodum HaChet. Emunah and Bitochan work to help protect us before the Chet. 
To know that there's also accountability. We report to God. He's our boss. And it's even true when that methodology didn't work, when the strategy didn't help. And you know what? The pleasure that was before you versus the pleasure that's invisible, that's theoretical, the person gave into the Yetzirah. You looked at, you ate, you said, you listened to, you did the thing that you shouldn't have. If God forbid you didn't stand the test and you stumbled and you fell, and now you feel broken, you feel pathetic, you feel inadequate, you feel distant from the Almighty, you feel unworthy. What's the antidote then? Because often these things spiral. What happens? You make one mistake, you make a second mistake, you make a third mistake. At some point you say, you know what? What's the point anyway? Why should I live like one of the holy rollers when privately, when no one knows, I've got all these challenges and failures and I'm living this other life? Why bother coming to Shul? Why bother trying to daven with Kavanah? Why bother being Tzanua? Why bother working on Lashonara? Why bother? Because, you know, I'm a nothing anyway and I keep failing anyway. So, mistakes compound themselves when they cause us to stop believing in ourselves. When they stop, cause us to see ourselves as inadequate, inferior, unworthy, incapable, and therefore to give up. So what do you need after the chait? You need emuna. No! You're still banim atem lamakum. You're a child of the Almighty. So what? You made a mistake. You made a series of mistakes. You've made terrible mistakes. So What? You're a child. Your father is always waiting to welcome you home. Your mother has open arms. Nobody, they're looking to forgive more than you are remorseful. They're looking to welcome you back more than you're even asking to come back. And Hashem is the same way. That's the la'achar shechat. That's after the sin. We say in davening at night, in Marv, in Hashkiveinu, ve'hasir satan milfaneinu u'me'achareinu. Hashem, remove the satan milfanenu from before us, umeacharenu from after us. I understand the satan from before us. Ooh, that looks juicy. I want to share that lashonara. Ooh, I want to do that wrong thing. That's milfanenu, the temptation, the desire, the seduction. I understand. Remove it from before us. What's milaacharenu? Remove it from after us. So many say that what it means is. Is that after the Satan's already got us, he nailed us. After the Satan has already seduced us, now we start saying, "Why bother trying again? I'm so incapable. I'm so, I'm so inadequate. I'm so unworthy." Remove that Satan, that voice that says, "I've sunken so low. There's no hope. I've strayed so far. I can't come back. I don't have it within me to live that life. It's just not me." Other people can be the holy rollers, the righteous people. Other people can have emunah and bitachon. Other people can keep Torah mitzvahs. Other people can daven with kavan. Other people can do the chesed and be those kind, amazing people. It's just not me. That's the satan milacharenu. That's the satan who follows us, who tries to continue to drag us down and compound us. And that's where the emunah comes in after the fact as an antidote. <laughs> Even 
Bishazik Bibitachon Shashar Shari Amuna Ki Bonam Atem Hashem Alakechem Emuna stems from the knowledge that Bonam Atem Lamakom We are the children of Hashem We're His children So what does that mean about us? So listen to this amazing teaching in this week's parsha. I learned this uh, Slonim Rebbe and Nesiva Shalom as a Sefer on Chumash I was learning this with a group on the other day It's not often that you'll see the same thing in these two Sfarim and then Rav Shechter, recently one of his Talmidim, came out with a uh, beautiful volume, Rav Shechter on the Parsha, which is a collection of uh, my Rebbe's uh, insights on the Parsha. And I opened it, and Imamish says the same thing. So it's not often that the Salaam Rebbe and Rav Shechter have the same insight on the Parsha, but they say the same thing here, which is what? Kedoshim to you. Second to the two Parshas we're going to read is the mandate, the mission to live a life of Kedusha. Of Kedusha. Kedoshim to you. Be holy, be sacred, be sanctified. How do we be holy? First of all, what is holiness? That's for another time. Holy is a Catholic term. Who knows what holy is? What's holy? Define holy for me. <coughs> so separate is the Jewish term. Rashi says, Shri min harayos. Prusha means to be separate, to be apart, to be distinct, to be distinguished, to be different. Not in a bad way, but it means... Unlike the Christian or Catholic view of holiness. You know what holy means for a Catholic, for a Christian? Catholic holy means take a vow of abstinence, a vow of silence, a vow of fasting. There's a physical world, be apart from it, and that's how you become holy. Judaism says that's not holiness, that's counterfeit holiness. That's a fake root to holiness. You know how you're holy? Eat food, make sure it's kosher, make a bracha before and after, make sure it's healthy, gives you the energy to live says, enjoy physical pleasure and intimacy with someone you're married to, in the right context, in the right modest way, at the right time, and so on. So holiness is not being apart, transcended from the physical world. It's being in the physical world, but elevating it, making it apart, distinguished, different than just indulging in it in that way. So that's kedoshim to you, be holy. Where do we find the strength where do we find the capacity to fulfill that, to live a life? That charge, that mission, Kedoshim to you, be holy. It's overwhelming. It's almost impossible. So the Pasuk ends, where do we find it? Ki Kadosh Ani. God says, because I'm holy. That's nice, God. You're holy. What does that have to do with my holiness? I'm glad you're so smart. Why does it make me smart? I'm glad you're so athletic. I'm glad that comes so easily to you. I'm glad you have a quick metabolism and you don't desire chocolate cake. What does that have to do with me? God says, I'm holy, Kedoshim to you. You should also be... Well, what does one thing have to do with the other? Say this, Lord Rebbe and Rav Shechter, the following. You know what it has to do with it? What if your parent says, you know what, I'm this, you're also that. When your parent says it, you say, well, I have the same genetic makeup as you. I am you. I come from you. My DNA is from you. If you have that in your DNA, I have it in my DNA. We are banim atem l'ashem l'kechem. We are banim atem l'makom. We are b'ni b'chori Yisrael. We are God's children. If we're God's children, we have His DNA. And if in God's DNA, He's got kedoshim, kedusha, then kedoshim to you. Then if we realize what's in our own DNA, we too can live that. So the Salam Rabbi Rav Shechter both developed this beautiful idea that the kedoshim to you doesn't mean you start neutral, you're a tabla rasa, you're a clean slate, now go out and become holy. No, what it means is, you're born inside you as holiness. Don't mess it up. Don't distort it. Don't ruin it. 
Protect it, preserve it, express it, fulfill it, realize it. You have it within you. When I was a kid, I did not do well in school. I was the kid, every time my parents came home from parent-teacher conferences, I got that speech. <laughs> I now find myself giving that speech. But I give that speech about, what's the speech? The classic, you're an underachiever speech. Your teacher says, you're smart, you have the ability, you're just not applying yourself, you could be doing so much better. Look at your younger brother. No, they didn't say that. You, you, they didn't say, they didn't say But you clearly have capacity and you're not realizing it, right? We have a term for that, underachiever. Underachiever. There's overachievers, which is its own illness of overachievers. I don't know which one's worse, suffering with being an underachiever or suffering from being an overachiever. Each one has its challenges. Um, but classic underachiever. What does it mean to be an underachiever? And the teacher tells the parent, parent-teacher night, your child is an underachiever. Yechered loves to say that in the old days, You're not reaching your potential. in the old days, the, the parent-teacher night, the child would shake in their boots. <laughs> the parent's going to come home and report the teacher said the kid's in trouble. Now parent-teacher night, the teacher shakes in their boots. Yeah. Parent's going to come in, they're going to tell the teacher. So if a teacher said your child is underachieving, today they would say, how dare you say, my child is perfect, smart, they're doing the best they can, it's you, your test, you're unfair. The whole world is backwards and upside down. But in the old days, they would say, you're not, what does it mean to be an underachiever? It means you have it in your DNA. You have the capacity. You have the cognitive ability. You have the intellectual ability. You're not applying yourself. You're not realizing it. You're not achieving it. If that's true within intellectual arena, so Kedoshim to you means it's true within a lifestyle arena of holiness. Aye, how do you know we're underachieving? How do you know we have it in us? Because Banamatem Lamakum. Because I know your parents. I know your father. I know he has DNA. He's Hashem Alokeichem. Ani Hashem Alokeichem. And if he has that and he gave it to you, he's your father, it's in your DNA. Don't be an underachiever. You have the ability to strive and to push and to stretch and to reach for living a life of greater modesty in our dress, in our speech, in our actions, in our thoughts, in our behavior. A life of greater virtue and greater righteousness. A life of greater meaning and greater purpose. A life of a greater giving. A life of greater emuna with our father. So, because we're children of Hashem, it's in our DNA, we have that ability. That's what the Rebbe is writing here. Strengthen yourself to know, even after you've fallen, when you feel low, when you feel incapable, know you are capable. I know you're capable. You're underachieving. And I know you're capable. And stop using the cop-out, and stop hiding behind, it's not me, and I can't. You can, and it is you. And how do I know that? I know your DNA. I know your father. I know where you come from. You're underachieving. We should feel ourselves like the child of the king. Who in the child of the king, the prince, and even on the most lowly states, doesn't matter what those two princes from England, I don't remember their brothers, whatever they're on the cover of the National Enquirer for that week, where they go, which club they attended, who they hung out with. It doesn't matter what life's... I'm not ranking them, I don't know anything about them. But it doesn't matter what they might do. In the end of the day, the reason they're on the cover, a lot of kids are in... I'm not saying they're doing any of these things. Let me put it hypothetically. I don't want to speak Lachanara about the princes. But if a prince were found to be hanging out in a club and doing drugs and alcohol and all, all mixed up with all the wrong things... There's a lot of people doing all that. Why are they on the cover of the tabloid news? Because they're still 
a prince. Because they're still a prince. They're a child of royalty. They're monarchy. So we too, whatever circumstance or atmosphere, however we lower ourselves, wherever we're hanging out, we're still we're royalty. We're still a child of the king. So I am God before, I am God afterwards. I am the same God. Don't think that you've strayed too far. I'm your father. Have you ever strayed too far to come home? If there are parents who do reject a child who's gone too far, that's a deficiency in the parent. That is a virus, a breakdown in the parenting. A parent is programmed that a parent, the child, there's an unconditional love. The child loves, the parent loves the child no matter what. We're on the left hand column. That even in the moment of failing God, even in that moment of failing God, and your, your inclination is burning bright, the fire is lit, even in that moment of temptation and desire where it's impossible, it feels impossible to overcome and persevere, you're in the hands, you're in the clutches of the other side. Even there, you can call out to God. From the depths, I call out to you, God. From the depths doesn't only mean from the depths of despair, of suffering, from the depths of being in trouble. But from the depths I call out to you, God means from the depths of being in a really deep, dark, lowly place. Even in a bad place. This Pasuk, Mimamakim Krasich Hashem, the Shulchan Aruch says, we, we quote in Jewish law, that the Chazan, we have the Chazan stand that a beam, a higher platform so everyone could hear him. But really, the Chazan should stand lower. Mimamakim, from the depths I call out. So those coming to Poland will see at the Shul of the Ramah in Krakow, where the Chazan stands, is a step down, not a step up. It's Mimamakim Krasich Hashem. Little did they know in Krakow, that they would really feel mimamakim, what mimamakim means. We're going to learn the chuvos, the responsa of Rav Oshri, the rub of the Kovna Ghetto, and the questions he was answering are extraordinary. And the name of his many-volume set of Shailos Chuvas, his responsa literature in the Holocaust, is Shailos Chuvas mimamakim. From the depths, I call out to you. So from the depths is not only when other people knock us down, but it's mimamakim, even when I've brought myself down, I'm in the clutches I'm in the hands of the Satan, the Sitra Achra, the Yetzirah, whatever name you want to give him. But the voice inside us who says, ah, it's okay, do that, look at that, say that, experience that. So even in that place, Mimamakim Krasich Hashem, I can call out Hashem. Even within the Klipos, even within these bad places I am, I can find you Hashem. It's bad enough you've given into the Yetzirah to eat that, look at that, say that, listen to that, do that. Don't add to it by listening to the Yetzirah to say, and therefore now you're unworthy. There is no God. Even God's angry at you. Even God won't take you back. Even God doesn't care about you. Even when we're in that bad place doing the bad thing, you could find Hashem even there. 
מסחזיק באמונה שהקדוש ברוך הוא אומן עליו ורוע מעשיו והבושה באכלים ותכעס אס פניו עד כי אמנם כבר אינו נענה ממילוי תאבסו רק שאינו לו כוח המעצור ובתוך שלטון עשית רעך ואיש אתה ואינו מזיח דייתו מאמונה סו בשם וכנגד זה נאמר הפוסק לא היביט אבן מיעקב ולא ראה בישראל שלא מקו אמו ותרוס מלך בו כי כלום מה שפנם יש בדבר, שאין המעביד אחית ישראל, הלא חז"ל אמרו, כלומר קדוש ברוך הוא ואצ'ר וכולי. We're not saying that הקדוש ברוך הוא doesn't care about the sin. We're not saying הקדוש ברוך הוא doesn't hold us accountable for the mistake. It's not that he's a parent who loves us so much that he never creates boundaries or consequences or accountability. Loving parents have boundaries and accountability and teach consequences. And Hashem as a loving parent teaches that to us too. We have to know יש דין ויש דיין. We have to know that we believe in שכר ועונש. There's a system of reward and punishment. We have to believe that. So to say that we can call out to God even when we're failing Him doesn't mean that He's a parent who won't hold us accountable for failing Him. What it means is we can find Him even there. מרומז בזה לא היבט אבן ביעקב שהשם אלוקיו אימו שגם בשעה שהוא בשוף על המצב כזה even in a lowly space like this שעבר עבירה ונמצא בשעות תחתיס גם אז אמונסו איתו כי השם אלוקים עומד עליו ורוע במעשיו והבושה על העומק נפשו איננו נוסן את הלעשוס החיט בשלמוס החיט כזה לא היבט If even though we're going ahead with the חיט we say השם I feel terrible about it I want you to know that even while I do this I feel terrible So that Even that creates a connection to Hashem in that lowly place. The Salaam Rabbi here is being careful to say, I'm not endorsing hate. I'm not saying it's a free-for-all, do whatever you want. But I'm saying that we're human, we're fallible, we have shortcomings. It's hard to always win. Sometimes we're going to lose. But even when we're losing to the Yetzirah, don't lose. Don't give the Yetzirah more than you have to. You're losing that moment, lose the moment. Don't allow Him to convince you that you're therefore somehow rejected from Hashem. Mimamakim, even in that moment, we can find Hashem. So it's a very powerful message and a very powerful image of finding Hashem, not only walking out of Ne'ilah, when it's easy to see Hashem, Kodem Achet, oh Hashem, amazing, I'm on a high, Ne'ilah, I'll never do this again, I'll never do that again, I love you, you love me, Hashem Elohim, everything's amazing. But even Achar Achet, even during the Chet, Mimamakim, one can strengthen their Amunah, even in those times, which will help us recover from the Chet, help us avoid the next Chet, and still at least maintains that special relationship with Hashem. We're going to stop here. Have a wonderful day.